Like, what is your potential? What I don't know. What is my potential? Is my potential to be the first man on Mars? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm no. not gonna be the first person on Mars. But was that my potential when I was born? All right, Daniel. Welcome to Millennial Manhood. What's going on, man? What's going on, dude? Thanks for having me. So, got Daniel Allison with me, who's one of my favorite people to follow on LinkedIn. He's just a, a beacon of positivity in a, <laughs> in a social media world. That's a well, that's not that. Um, <laughs> so, Daniel, the average dude is what you call yourself, which I love that title. Um, Thank you. Tell I appreciate the, that. Tell the folks who's the average dude. What's the story? What's the why? Why are you in millennial manhood? Yeah, so the average dude is uh, a guy that's going to be turning 45 next month. Oh, so, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's How old are you? I am about to turn 32. 32. Yeah. Yeah, so so what starts happening is time starts speeding up. You know, yeah. it, the older you get, it seems like it goes a little faster. So what I've really noticed here in the last couple of years is is really time moving fast. Yeah, so the average dude is just someone that uh, wants to make as much progress as he can in, in this part of his life, and uh, and and it's a way of it's it's really what I feel. You know, I don't have any any uh, particular thing that stands out about me necessarily. Uh, you did mention my positivity, and I get that a lot. So hey, I mean, if if that's what it is, then then that's what it is. But um, uh, really just trying to make the most out of, out of the time that I have left on this earth. So what made you come up with that concept and just start posting? Cause even something as simple as LinkedIn, uh, yeah. it's like, there's like 700 million members and less than 1% have ever posted, not regularly post or post every so often, just like have ever done anything. And you yeah. just put out stuff all the time. So I'm, I'm always curious what's going on in people's brains when they decide to do things like that and put themselves out there because it's nerve wracking for a lot of folks. It is nerve wracking. And I, I, I put a lot of thought here recently, like, why am I doing what I do? Why, why do I, why do I post? And, and I think it's really just wanting to share, you know, the, the difference in my life when I started trying to do positive things and trying to have more self-control and, and trying to have personal growth, it, 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 it impacted my life in a positive way. And so I want to share that, you know, I, I don't want it to be about all about getting attention. I don't think there's anything wrong with getting attention, mm -hmm. but I think the, it should be, the attention is more of a means to an end. You know, it need, you need to have more of an overarching goal and it not just be about the attention uh, because then we're putting our, our own self-worth in the hands of the, the audience. It's not something that I have figured out, but it's something that I'm aware of. And, you know, I don't like that feeling of, okay, tell, tell me that I'm good enough because that, that can be a slippery slope. And, and we all fall into that. I think we all have these insecurities and, and we want to feel like we have some, something to contribute. And so, like I say, I, I, I want to use uh, what, what really comes naturally for me, which is talking about what it is that's going on in my life. And I hope that it impacts people in a positive way. You touched on this a little bit, but why the average dude? Like, I want you to really elaborate on that. I think that's such an interesting concept. It Well, and I think it's, you know, I, I have put thought into it. And I think there's there's several different reasons. One, one of the things that I thought about is one of the temptations is to, to maybe over talk our title 
or over talk what we've done. So it's, you know, vice president, director, and, and these are all, you know, these folks have worked hard to, to attain these positions, but it seems like it's that, you remember the game with the bat where you're just trying to, to yeah, one up the next, you know, it, it, so this, this is kind of a way of going in the opposite direction, but with the same type of thought of, Hey, you know, you're going to stand out because you're not trying to do that. You're playing a different game. Mm. So that's part of it. Another part of it is, is self-awareness. You know, I, I spent a lot of time not, not trying to improve myself and trying to just kind of going with the flow, being in the driver's seat of my life or the, the passenger seat, excuse me. And, and so, so, uh, I, you know, not, not a whole lot to hang my hat on very few accomplishments, I would say. And, and, and again, um, more of just, it's really about self-awareness and it's not something I don't want to live an average life. It, it's really a reminder to myself that, Hey, I am an average dude. I need to take massive action. I need to do things that make me feel uncomfortable. I need to, to push myself to get better. So why, why would you say you would describe it as not having accomplished much? I think because I, I know that I haven't, uh, I, I, I wasn't living up to my potential and, and wasn't, you know, yeah, just, just, just not living up to my potential. I think in a lot of different ways. And, and so that, that's, that's probably a, a conversation in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like how, what makes you come to that realization? Because potential is such a Excuse me. abstract concept. Like what is your potential? What I don't know. What is my potential? Is my potential to be the first man on Mars? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm no. not gonna be the first person on Mars, but was that my potential when I was born? Yeah, I think it's about the effort that we make to to overcome ourselves and to be the. I think that's really what I'll leave it with: is overcoming ourselves and and our own kind of uh, that internal resistance to 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 try new things and and to grow. And to just find out what our, our potential is in, in all aspects of our life. And I just wasn't given much effort in that, in that sort of way. Ooh, overcome yourselves. I'm yeah. Think, I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, we, we hear that, you know, your only competition is the person in the mirror and that, that we could leave self-improvement to just that alone. We, yeah, but we, then people wouldn't make a whole bunch of money off of it. <laughs> yeah exactly we, could, like, we couldn't re hey we couldn't regurgitate the things that we hear over and over again yeah yeah you know? I mean, well, I, i've been thinking about this a lot just personally trying to figure out like how to make things more efficient in my life and how to um make you know the path of least resistance like dude if there's even like the slightest inconvenience to me doing something like i will not do it like, yeah. or, or I will find a way not to do it. Like, yeah. <clears throat> um, like currently I'm working on my podcast setup because I'm, I'm sitting here like, dude, this, there's gotta be an easier way to set up the podcast like situation in my house because yeah. it's making me not want to podcast. Like, oh, I, I love podcasting, but it's making me not want to podcast. If like, if every time I podcast, I have to do like these million steps to set up everything. So I'm kind of sitting here like, so I'm, I'm looking at buying a bunch of stuff and setting up this like permanent podcasting situation in my house where all I have to do is sit down, turn on my computer, turn on the mic, put on a headset and we go. Yes. Um, no, I, I hear you. 
Yeah, because the thought of like having to set up the lighting and the cameras and the mic and, and like the 20 minutes it takes to do, it's just like, oh, do I want to do this interview? Which I do. I, I want to do the interview. Yeah, well, it's fun. You're like me, man. I, I think you're. we probably share that. I, I love when it's actually, you know, what we're doing now, just having conversations with people. But like you say, all the other set up and, and finding the right time and, you know, just like. Like I, here I am at, at Myrtle Beach, but it, it worked out to do it today. But that's tough getting everybody's schedules lined up. So I just got my LinkedIn live. Oh, so, I applied for that. I'm waiting. I'm yeah. waiting for a response. I would really like to to get approved for that. Yeah, I I think you know I like having those those real conversations, you know, and and not knowing where it's going to go and and everything being scripted and. Then that's that's the other thing, man. The average dude gives me freedom to not be to not produce perfection. You know, mm. I, I, when I when I have that 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 hat of average dude, I feel like, man, I can take chances. I can fail. I don't I don't have to. I don't have. I'm not perfect by any means. And so this is my way of saying, hey, I, hey, I told you I wasn't. So don't be yeah. surprised. <laughs> so, so tell us about, you know, let's say, um, 20 to 45, that whole gap since we're at 45 now, we don't really need to know about your adolescent years per se, but like, yeah. what was Daniel like during that 25 year period? Like what, what are the different cycles of life? That yeah. You through? Yeah. I would, I would say instead of overcoming myself, I was escaping myself hmm. and, and escaping, you know, uh, thoughts, you know, insecurities and, and that, that, that in whatever, and however I did that, wh- whether it was through relationship, whether it's through, you know, substance, uh, however, however I could remove myself from the reality from the moment. And, and, and that's something that I'm learning more and more, man, all we have is this moment. And that, of course, we, we know that intellectually, but then we forget it in our day-to-day lives. Mm, yeah. And, you know, so mastering the moment is is something that I, I write about and, and think about a lot because it, you know, who knows what we're going to accomplish or not accomplish. Is that going to make any difference? Our legacy is right now. Who we mm-hmm. are is right now. Yeah. Everything, everything is, is, is now. And, but, but in the past I was doing everything that I could to escape the, re- I had my head in the sand and just didn't, you know, just lived in my head. I, I don't mm. know. It was, uh, but, but there what do you was a mean lot lived of, in your head? I would say that living in my head meant, you know, in lieu of taking action to see where I fell in it, what I could do, I would try to figure it out in my head where, where the average dude, what, what he could do, you mm. know? So it was more imagination instead of reality. Mm. Damn, that's powerful. <laughs> Yeah. I've never actually thought so, about it like that. Yeah. It was, it was, man, I think I could do this and I think I could do that or, or maybe in, in lieu of, okay, the way that we can actually test this and find out is to actually take the, take the action, you know? Yeah. I want to, let's marinate. To get off that. the, get off the sidelines. Right. Yeah. How often do you think people get stuck in that trap? I think it happens very, you, you talked about earlier, the people that are not participating in LinkedIn, these folks are looking at LinkedIn and, and very likely are judging their own abilities 
against the people that are actually doing things on LinkedIn and or whatever social media. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just using LinkedIn as a, as an example, and it probably happens in a lot. And, and there's probably people that say, you know, that make these judgments, but the judgments aren't about who they're judging. The judgment is about themselves and they're yeah. trying to figure out who they are and what they could do. And, and I'm not, I'm not even judging them. I'm saying I fell into that trap for many years. And that's what I meant by that statement earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder there's so much paralysis by analysis and I'm trying to work myself out of not getting stuck in that mindset very often. I don't, I don't know if it really comes naturally for anybody to just to, okay. So to a degree, it does come naturally to me to just like go try things, but on mm-hmm. the other end, it doesn't as well. I know that's an oxymoron. That's a contradiction <laughs> no, in itself, but hey, that's, that's life. Man. Yeah. Everything is. So I have a, every test psychological test I've ever taken, has me like at a uh, very high quick start. I don't know if you know what that is, but basically uh-huh. we're, I mean, you give me a good idea. I'll go try it. But yeah, um, that's gold, man. But it's not that it's not trying it. It's the perfection piece of it where I end up in my own head. But then uh, I can get paralyzed after starting it, <clears throat> trying to perfect it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, and and, and maybe that's, I don't know, is that a bad thing to want to perfect it? I don't know. You know, uh, where, where does that hurt you? I mean, not everything needs to be perfected, dude. Not yeah. Like ugh, even just millions of different things that, that you could look at. Um, one of the things that I did a really good good job at, in my opinion, was the podcast. Like I didn't try to perfect it. Like yeah. other people were trying to perfect it for me. And I was like, I'm not interested. I, I'm, going to have conver- I'm going to have conversations. People are either going to like them or not. If nobody, if people, st- here's the thing, you know what happens if people stop listening? Yeah. What's that? I'll stop doing it. Right. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's pretty simple. Like if my no, numbers like decline it. to the point where nobody's listening it, I will make an episode saying, Hey guys, it was fun. Thanks. Here's a yeah. hundred and something episodes or whatever. Enjoy. But now let me ask you this, even if no one was listening and you took something from it, you know, I know that there's this setup, but I'm, I'm with you because, of course, I do the Average Dude podcast. I, 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 when I finish a podcast, I have energy. I learn yeah. about something. I think about something differently. Um, and so I, I, have, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you how many people listened to the last episode of the Average Dude because I, I enjoyed it so much doing the, having the conversation and it gave me energy. Yeah. And man, that's gold. That's gold. Well, that's I mean, what anything that we do. That's what kept me going with the podcast when very few people were listening. Um, yeah, it was just fun. I mean, yeah. I, honestly, I never thought I, I never thought anybody was going to listen ever. Um, but it was just fun, and that that's again going back to the original point of like the setup. That's what makes me so mad about uh, whether it's my nature or just I have so much crap going on all the time. Like I have so much happening at all times. Like adding a freaking setup. And 20 minutes for a podcast makes me want to jump off a cliff because that's just another thing in my day. Yeah. So that's what kills me about that and why I'm trying to figure out a way to fix that because Mm -hmm. I don't want to start disliking podcasting. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of how much I enjoy it. Yeah. Simplifying the process and, and I think not needing to have it perfected uh, in, and whether it be the lighting, whether it be the, 
editing in my case or the mute the intro music or whatever it yeah, might I be hate, i hated editing so you know what i did i hired somebody to edit them <laughs> like, yeah it's pretty, it's pretty simple because like yeah. i noticed it was it was a roadblock to releasing the episode that's right yeah yeah because i would have to spend an hour and a half two hours editing an episode and i'm like oh that is a lot on top of everything else that i'm doing so instead mm-hmm. i found somebody and i just they send me an invoice and I pay it. There you go. Well, I, I mean, that's that's one way to fix that problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, like hey, just... the, the other the other way is to to call yourself the average dude and to leave the the mess ups in the episode. You know. Well, there you go. There you go. That, <laughs> well, but I even think about I even think about this. So for like the longest time, I hated running. I really, really, really hated running. I just I've, oh, you need me to go yeah. pick up heavy crap and move it. I'm I'm your man. You need me to go run for like the longest time. I was like, I hate this so much. Until, yeah. until I started signing up for five Ks, mm-hmm. and I still hated running. To be honest, like it still sucked. <laughs> and then I was talking to um, Shay Eskew, which is a guy we've interviewed on this podcast, and is a friend of mine. And mm-hmm. he is a Iron Man. He does. I mean, he does all kinds of wild stuff. He yeah. it was incredible. So him and I were grabbing breakfast, yeah. and he was like, "Okay, dude, you need to do heart rate training." And I was like, "What's heart uh-huh. rate training?" He was like, mm. basically, you take 70% of your max heart rate and you don't go faster than that when you go running. And then mm-hmm. he said, okay, um, fair warning for about a month, you're going to, you're going to call me and you're going to say, Shay, I, I cannot go slower. I am basically <laughs> walking. Yeah. And he was like, and then you're going to start seeing improvements um, because your body will just become more and more efficient. And mm-hmm. you will start being able to go faster at lower heart rates. He was like, you should yeah. be able to go run a 5K and have a conversation the entire time. You're right. I was yeah. like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm about to die after a 5K. <laughs> yeah. But so I started it. And um, yeah. he was right. I felt like I was walking. I had friends text me who would see me in like downtown Nashville. And they're like, bro, are you running? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, I'm doing this. Running? Yeah, I swear I got that text message and I was like, dude, I'm I'm doing this heart rate thing. I know I look like an idiot. Just let me be. He was like, okay, man, whatever. Um, And then he (laughs) sent me a video of him recording me. He recorded me from a a restaurant where he was on a patio and he saw me and he was like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, that's how bad it was. That's awesome. However, however, here's what it allowed for me to do. So I could go run in quotation marks, run for like an hour with like no, like, Dude, it was like it was like I had needed to keep my heart rate at like 142. Do you know how slow 142 is? Mm-hmm. Like, so you know, I'm just running an hour at a time. And then next thing you know, I'm like, oh, I can go run a 10K. Let me go run a 10K real yeah. quick. And I ran and ah. I ran 10K and I was like, oh, that was really easy. <laughs> it was like not very yeah. hard at all. And it yeah. made me stop hating running. So now I can go run at any moment in time. Um like my fitness is just on another level from that standpoint because I that's awesome man the barrier of the hatred of running is gone mm-hmm. but yes. I had to embarrass myself in downtown Nashville for about a month and a half apparently that's beautiful though that no I, I totally get it I, I I was did something similar I wasn't very strict on it but I know I've read enough about it when I started running to to know because I didn't like distance I, mm-hmm. I like short short stuff and and it always been a sprinter, and that that also applies to my my life. I like to run sprints, you know. I don't like mm. long term goals. I like short term stuff. But 
But yeah, so I, I hear you. Running is fun. And once you get where you can run like you're talking about and have a conversation, then like when I'm down here at the beach, I can run and, and go see things. You know, it's not it's not work. It's it's fun. Dude, it blew my mind. I remember <laughs> I will never forget this as long as I live last year in August. So James, my best friend, been on the podcast multiple times, like Olymp- literally Olympic level athlete. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that is not a hyperbole. That is a literal, you know, uh, he's uh, the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> he, so he and his wife were visiting my wife and I, and uh, this is August of 2020. So this is the same year that I started the whole running deal. And uh, okay. actually I started running the year before, but that was the year I started the heart rate training. So this is six okay. months later. He was like, we're going to go for a run. I was like, oh shit. Okay. This, <laughs> this will be interesting. It, it was, it was mind boggling to me that he and I, we probably ran just like a quick two and a half miles, mm-hmm. but we were talking the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. That was just mind boggling to me afterwards. I was like, holy crap. I just ran with James. I mean, I'm a little winded, like whatever we ran two and a half miles. Like it's fine. I, I just yeah. ran. Um, yeah. but we literally talked the entire time. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And that was, that was really cool. That was, that was a paradigm shift for me where I was like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I can do this. Like right now, yeah. would I want to run a half marathon right now since I haven't trained for it? Probably not. But if you were like mm-hmm. gun to your head, I'm either going to kill you or you're going to finish this half marathon. I'd be like, fine, I'll go finish a half marathon. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but that does make running fun when you're able to run and, at that conversational pace, wherever mm-hmm. that is, whatever speed that is. There's something really, um, uh, I just, I'm, I'm like you, I never enjoyed long distance running at all, but now I'm, I'm, I was excited about getting down to the beach so I could do that very thing. You mm. know? I'm going to the yeah. beach in a couple of months. I don't know if I want to run while I'm man. at the beach, man. Do what now? I don't know if I want to run while I'm at the beach. I want to be at the beach. <laughs> so, yeah. I want to relax. Want I'm to running relax, a half marathon yeah. in December though, so that'll be fun. It'll be my oh, first one. Uh, there you go. St. Hey, I will say this. See, going back to what we were talking about earlier, when you turn 45, you, 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 I, I don't know if I have, I know I need to relax, but, but I also need to be very intentional. So I've got, I've got this idea, this thought five years to 50, you mm. know? And, and so my next kind of what I'm writing about and thinking a lot about is what's this next five years going to be like? What do I, how do I need to be with my time? You know, what is wasting time and does it, Really, do I want to live too much in the future when I just talked about living in the moment? So I'm, I'm trying to put all these pieces together and just really be in, intentional about what it is I want, man. What do I want to create? Um, but, but okay, I got a question for you. Can't because you yeah. said you know you're supposed to relax, or or can't you intentionally relax though? Isn't that possible? Yeah, I think I think you can, and. And I think no matter what, I need to have joyful moments. I need to be enjoying my life. That would be the greatest contradiction is to not enjoy the mm. time that I have life. That would be that you would could be say, the, you could say there's a lot of high performing people who hate their life. Right. And so but but they're they're making a decision. And and so I guess we it goes back to the competition being the mirror. There's no there is no path that's what my path doesn't have to be your path and what success is for me at the end of the day the graveyard is full of people with different paths Mm. and so you know how we decide we want to live our life and what success is i I think it does come to that overcoming ourselves and and not 
feeling like we have to do some, what someone else says success is and defining it for ourselves. It's so, crazy. I, I had a, a guy named Cole Rogers on the podcast a couple of months back and um, mm -hmm. we were talking, he had a great quote in the podcast. He said, there are a lot of men who die in their thirties and forties. We just wait until their eighties to bury them. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Which I, is I, terrifying. I well, it, it, it is, especially if you're 45 and I keep, I hate to keep saying that I'm 45. It's just on my mind. You but old my, ass man. My, <laughs> yeah, can do that. I need that. <laughs> it fires me up. Just kidding, man. <laughs> but, but my point is <laughs> that a lot of folks by my age, now they, they may have pushed harder in their early part of their careers and life. And so they have reached a, a level where that's no longer important to them to continue you know, fitness and, and I'm, you know, yeah. fitness and finance and all those things. But for me, I'm like, man, I'm just getting started. I, I don't, I, I, this can't be the end. I'm just getting started. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not the end. You're 45, dude. You're not 145. But, but, but to your point, you were saying a lot of people at 45, they're landing the plane. Yeah. But a lot of people also like, here's what's disturbing to me about just human, like human perception of life. Mm -hmm. the amount of special it is that you and I are alive and having this conversation right now is just unimaginable. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's bananas when you think about the odds of that happening. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the, I'll and the, <laughs> yeah. And the, and, and, and here's the thing, like 200 years ago when you were just farming and hoping you didn't die in the next famine, like life was very different, yeah. but, but you and I are literally, you're in Myrtle beach. I'm in Nashville. Like we're on God, we got it made dude. Yeah, like, and we're talking to each other via these like technolo technological things. Like, we have a make compared to other people on this planet. So yes, we do. What What's frustrating is the lack of like appreciation. Let me not well, yes, appreciation for sure. But that's not where I was going with this. The lack of just let me take us. Let me stop for a second and see what I want my life to be. Mm hmm. And yeah. what you're talking about, like people landing the plane at 45 is like, there's no mission around what they want their life to be. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's people deciding, letting somebody else decide for them what their life is like. Think about this. But even just retirement age, what do you mean retirement age? What do, you, what, mm -hmm. what do you mean you've decided for me when I'm going to be put out the pasture? What do you mean retirement? Yeah. The definition of retirement is to be taken out of a factory, dude. Okay. Like figure out me personally. I hope I never quote retire. I don't want to have to work for money for the rest of my life, but I never, what, what am I going to be 83 and just like sitting on my couch all day? That sounds terrible. Yeah. Like I want to uh, be doing I things. I want to be challenging myself still then I want to be, I want to go until my very last breath and people be like, damn, that dude just kept going. He just kept yeah. pushing and he just kept challenging himself. Like I want my best day on earth to be my last day. Like, you, you know what I mean? That. So, I but, but I, I think there's just a lack of clarity with folks around that and that's why you find the 45 year olds who are landing the plane it's like what are you doing man you're halfway through it may be mm -hmm. yeah no and and we 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 tend to think or i think i thought in my mind at a certain age and it sounds like you're way ahead of the game so but that like there was a certain point of success a, an accomplishment all right once i reach this benchmark then i'm going to be fulfilled and my life's going to make sense and then I will be satisfied to stop. No, we don't stop until it's over. 
It's yeah. a, it's a perpetual game and it's not over until literally it's over and there's no more, as long as it's on, right. Then yeah. we have to be doing something to be fulfilled. And, and, uh, so it, and, and that, that, that too, that thought process helps me to, to come back to the, that present moment awareness and, uh, because that, that's what will always be, as long as there's consciousness, experience, conscious experience, the moment is what we need to master. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah, that moment and <laughs> well, and just also the loss of purpose that people feel the older they get a lot of the time. Yeah. Like it, it, it would blow my, Oh, it would just piss me off so much in high school and college and be like, this is the best time of your life. Enjoy it. This is the greatest years of your life. Screw you. What do you mean the greatest <laughs> years of my life? I'm 21. <laughs> what the hell do you mean greatest years? Yeah. You want me to live another 70 years and then suck? Is that uh, what you're yeah, telling right? me? Exactly. No. No, we don't want you to do that. No. Yeah, but 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 think about what happens societally when you repeat that over and over and over again to kids who are 18, 19, 20, 21. These are the best years. These are the best years. Oh, enjoy it. These are the best years. What? Yeah. Okay, so you're conditioning an entire generation to believe those are their best years? Oh, man, I can tell you from personal experience, I would say this is the best year. You know, I'm talking about my age, but I'm not saying it in a, I just, I'm appreciating and loving life more, far beyond the way that I used to, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, it's not even close. I'm having way more fun in my 30s so far than I did in my 20s. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Like, I even think about... um, (laughs) Like we're going to the beach in a couple months. We're yeah. staying in a baller place on on the water. Like literally, yeah. you can walk out the back door and like hop into the Gulf of Mexico. You know what I was doing when I, I was twenty? I was staying in like a hotel room with like twenty other people. Okay, that sucked. <laughs> okay, because everybody's broke. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just it's just a different. Yeah, it's you, yeah. yes. During those years, you might have the least amount of real responsibility. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's what people are referring to. Yeah. But that doesn't make it the best time of your life. That just makes it a good time of your life. Make it a million good times. Yeah. This is the best moment. This is the best moment regardless because it's the only thing that's real. It's either past or hasn't happened yet. So this has to be the best moment. Yeah. It, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. this moment contains. There's yeah, there's so much just interesting commentary on that front. But um Yeah. I keep going back to that because I, uh, I think that the, you know, have you ever read the power of now by Eckhart Tolle? I have not. That it's something that, uh, it was a book that helped me a lot, probably more than any other, you know, self-improvement book, but he talks about, uh, uh, the present moment and the power of now. Mm. So he, he, he really, it really helped me to understand that, I don't know if it's a philosophical way or, or, but just at the end of the day, I'd see it as a logical choice to, to really understand on a deep level that all that is real is right now. Hmm. I'm yeah. actually, I actually just picked up uh, and I've been on a um, Ryan holiday kick, but I just picked up stillness yeah. is key. I finished ego is the enemy and obstacle is the way. And the third book, or I guess one of the three books, I don't know which one came out first. Um, yeah. that trilogy is stillness is key. So I'm curious to see, uh, what I get out of that book, but yeah, oh, he's got some great stuff. Yeah. It's so interesting. It, it, yeah. Just the thought process, um, behind it 
of just reevaluating yourself constantly and just asking, okay, like, where am I really? Like, stop, look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, where am I really? What's hindering me from getting where I want to be? Especially for you and I, I mean, being in sales roles, like we just get crapped on all day. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, no doubt. Like I get rejected for a living and it's okay. Like, <laughs> I, I, I say the same thing. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of a savage way to live, but it is what it is. Hey, but, it, but, it, but you know, it's nobody else wants to do it. And that's why it can be a, a very lucrative and positive thing. Sales can be really good. Oh yeah. If you want to go make a, if you want to go make a ton of money, if you want to go make surgeons look poor, okay, go get into some <laughs> sort of sales role and crush it. I'm serious. Like I'm, I'm right. not, that is not hyperbole. That is very yeah. serious. The richest people you have probably met that you don't know are the richest people you know are probably all salespeople. Why? Right. Because yeah, they get rejected. It's not the average dude, but they are out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, but that's reality. Yeah. Like, you know, I know a realtor here in Nashville who, you know, who closed $30 million worth of real estate last year in a pandemic. Ooh. Well, 3% of 30 million. Do, do the math, guys. That's the commission. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so, not a bad year. Yeah. But, but, but without <laughs> a doubt, pretty much all the coolest people that I know that I've met over the years that you can just go grab a beer with and just have a conversation with and just chill with yeah. nine times out of 10 are salespeople. Yeah. <laughs> also, some of the most pretentious douchebags you'll ever meet. Nine times out of ten, they're salespeople. Now that's true too. You got yeah, a good it's point. so it's so extreme. <laughs> yeah. Why do you but, think that but, is? What's up? Why do you think that what's is? Because you seem to agree with me. Oh no, it's uh, well. There's there's different paths. There's different types of sales personalities. Yeah. And there's there's no one size fits all. And and at the end of the day it can be good. You can be good at sales and have a different personality. So you, you've got, the, you know, you've got the strong arm closer yep. that, that doesn't care about other people's feelings. Yep. And then you might have the relationship guy that may be a little empathetic and they, maybe he doesn't crush it as much as the strong arm closer, but he's much more fun to get a beer with. Yeah. You know? I mean, or maybe he, maybe he figures out a way to use his personality to, to really take it beyond the strong arm closer. You're right. And, I, and I'm, those are, those are two buckets and that's probably there's obviously a zillion different buckets, right? Um, yeah. Those are, those are two extremes. Um, the, mm -hmm. str the strong arm closer is easily my least favorite person. Um, yeah. especially cause like you're like when you're being sold to something and they're strong, mm -hmm. I'm closing you like, because I've been in sales so long, like most people are like, are trying to be nice or get out of it or to get closed on it. I'm just, I literally just call them. I'm like, stop right now like we're not doing yeah. this dance give me the information yeah, yeah. i'm not interested in like and then like they keep doing i'm like dude you're using this 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 i just call out the tactics like the closing tactics right. they're using. i'm like just stop it just yeah. stop okay yeah yeah, we're not yeah doing you that. sound like me yeah like oh yeah stop the double close well, stop the two stop the two back one forward crap like just quit okay stop the soft exactly. closes just I, give me I, the info and and sadly it works and and people prey upon other people's insecurities. And I hate to see that, mm, you know, yeah. Hey, if you're a, a smart, you look like a smart guy, you know, and I'm going to show you, you know, they, they use these little underhand, you know, you know, all about it, obviously. Yeah. I don't even know the names of these things, but I know the psychological tricks that are happening and people don't like to feel dumb. And so once they say, Oh, you look like a smart guy, surely you're going to make the right decision here. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. But yeah, I, I uh, my 
I mean, my style has been, especially since I've matured, mm-hmm. whenever I'm meeting with a prospect, mm-hmm. man, I'm trying to give you every reason on God's green earth not to work with me. I, I like mean, that. I am going, I am swinging for the fences to just scare you away. Yeah. <laughs> because I do not want to deal nor work with people who do not align with what we're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. I, and, and I think that's a good way to do it. And I think you're going to, you can have massive success in that way. You know, I mean, it, 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 it makes people feel better about the transaction and, and it's a longer term type relationship. Some of these guys that, you know, I'm going to say used car salesman, but they sell that car one time or they sell that timeshare one time and then it's never going to happen again. They're going to have to continue, continually, you know, make those sales in order to con- continue to generate income. If you sell like you're talking about, then it's more of a, hey, it, it, it could turn into more, right? Well, and like, think about this. So the people that I'm targeting as prospects and potential clients, are executives at companies. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many companies are there in America? There's a lot. Yeah. Like millions. Okay. Is there any chance on God's green earth? If I worked in this very specific business for the next 50 years that I would even remotely call every single company once. Mm-hmm. No, oh, there's, yeah. like, there's no chance. It's, imp- it's mathematically yeah. impossible. Right. I have an unlimited list of prospects. Right. I don't, I don't need you and you don't need me. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Both, both my wife will keep shopping the same exact way she's shopping and doing all the crap. And like, we'll go to the same vacations, whether you become a client or not. And I promise you, your company will exist, whether you work with me or not. That's not going to be the (laughs) defining factor on y'all's growth and, (laughs) you know, and and existence. However, if there's an opportunity for a symbiotic relationship, where we can work together and accomplish the same goals, then great. That's just how I view it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's basically a mutual interview in every conversation. I'm not, in, I'm not interested in uh, bending over backwards for you. And I'm not interested in me strong arming you into something We're we are two professionals coming to the table together to see if we can solve a problem. That's the whole point of the relationship, solving a problem. Where do you think you need to improve to become a better salesperson? Um, I need more systems that make things easier for me again, like kind of like the podcast thing. I mean, there's a million Mm -hmm. different examples like that, just in, in a professional realm Mm -hmm. that may, that just like bogs me down. I'm a big thinker. I'm a creative type. Um, I love building relationships. I also love challenging people. If you say something stupid, I'm going to call you out on it. It's just my personality (laughs) because I expect the same. Yeah. Uh, I am not a detail (laughs) you know, let me create all the minutia type of, that's, that's just not me. Like, no, and, yeah, and, and that's no. not what I get paid for. I don't get paid for to figure out the minutia. We can go hire no. somebody to figure out the minutia. I get paid right. to big picture, get in front of big people. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I like that. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're very, I think we're very similar in that way. Well, yeah. I mean, you can just tell from your personality, like that's like, I don't want to sit there and like crunch numbers all day. Mm-mm. No. And, and I know that that's part of well, what you said. It kind of resonated with me is, is process. And that's that's one of the things that I'm looking at. You know, I'm not a data. Ent- I don't like putting together quotes. I love presenting quotes, mm-hmm. you know, but to, to sit in front of the computer, I'm going to do some data entry today. I've told myself I'm going to take an hour and get some data entry done, you know, and, and I don't but even that. It's, it's I don't like, want to quote. Oh 
I don't like I don't <laughs> like I don't want to quote. I don't want yeah. I don't want to have a conversation where your your our quotes are going up against somebody else. Like we're probably in, oh, we're probably like having that. the wrong conversation. I agree with that. I I agree with that. And 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 actually, this particular one is is kind of what you're alluding to. It's more of a we're pulling back the curtain. We're going to be fair. You can trust us. You know, I'm presenting to them on Thursday of this coming Thursday. Um, the decision makers are in the room. I've told them what we're going to do and, and we're going to figure it out. Cause it's not, it's not what, what my particular business is, is not, it's not, it is what it is. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing to hide. Yeah. And so if you trust us to do the job and, and, and these numbers are fair, then we should do business together. So I want to get where you're talking about. Cause in my world, a lot of times it's, Hey, I'm getting two other quotes. Well, why mm-hmm. are you getting those other two quotes? If you trust me, if you you know, if you trust our company that we're going to do it, then, then I don't know that we, I, there's still more work to be done. Maybe is what, what I would say from a, from a relationship standpoint, because I know that we're quoting what we're quoting is fair. Yeah. I know that we're going to do what we say we're going to do. Yeah. But if that person doesn't know that and they feel like they need to get another quote. So I'm, it's, it's an area that I'm looking to improve upon. I would say. Yeah. How to I- communicate that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The way I try to do that is I just try to be so out of the box. When you meet me, you have no choice but to think whether you like me or not, that's irrelevant. I cannot yeah. care less whether you like me or not, but I've got plenty of friends. What I want you to <laughs> what I want you to walk away from a meeting from is saying, Whoa, that guy thinks differently. Uh-huh. I like that. That's my entire goal. That guy yeah. thinks differently. Whoa, that guy thinks outside the box. Oh, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, I, when you, when I have people say, I was like, why have I never heard this before? Well, do you want the politically correct answer or do you want the honest answer? Which one would you like? <laughs> yeah. That's what I say every time. Which one would you like? And depending and what on they, what, how do they reply? They always say honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, if you want the honest answer, you haven't met many people who are going to think as strategically as I'm going to. And that's, yeah. you can call that arrogant, you can call it whatever. I'm a pretty average dude if you want to go by that. But one thing that I am exceptional yeah. at is I am a world-class problem solver. Period. I like I'm that. very gifted at that. And I will put myself up against absolutely anybody. I, I can think yeah. through a problem and solve that problem better than anybody I've ever met. That is my gift. Now. I like that. You want me to go run a marathon? I'm going to be very average. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want me to, you want me to go power clean? slightly slightly very slightly above average for my size <laughs> but nothing spectacular you want me to go you know podcast i'm not i'm not joe rogan i'm not Dak shepherd i got an average yeah. podcast you know yeah but you need me to solve a problem specifically a financial problem i will absolutely destroy anybody i come across i love that dude here's the thing i think that that kind of self-awareness is really what the average dude. That's that's what the average dude means. When I when I, we, you asked me that earlier, it's it's the self awareness to know the the that sort of thing. And we do have we do have things within us that we are quote unquote gifted. We have everybody has their own talent stack. Mm-hmm. You know uh, this list of traits and abilities. And I think I think that it's important to know to know those. You know, and then to overcome self. Know thyself and overcome thyself. Yeah, I mean you you have to know where your strengths and where your weaknesses lie. And and that's just like you said becoming self-aware. Now, again, am I perfectly self-aware? Are you perfectly self-aware? No, that's the point of figuring it out. 
Yes. And that's why we should love it. When someone does call us out, like you said, you like to call out people when they say something to me. Instead of the, the tendency is to kind of tense up and, and oh, you're getting into a, an area that I don't. Man, anytime we're learning more about ourselves from who, whatever source that comes from, we should celebrate that source because yes. that's going to be the key. Yes. That's why I say at the end of every episode, constructive criticism, baby. Bring it on. Mm-hmm. Constructive yeah. criticism. That's the key. If there's something yes. I'm missing, tell yeah. me. But you got right. you got to give me a solution. You can't, don't just like insult me because that's <laughs> yeah. gonna go nowhere. Yeah, Which people yeah, have done yeah, that yeah. too. People send me, I, I, the overwhelming. I mean, again, I've talked about this before. Overwhelming feedback is awesome, but sometimes people just say some mean crap, and I'm like, "Who are you? Where's your <laughs> podcast at?" <laughs> yeah, but even them, you know, if if someone, you know, it. Any time that what's what's the saying? It's it's hard to read the label from inside the bottle. And, I've never heard that, but that sounds funny. Yeah, but or something like that. I think that we when we gain perspective on ourselves and understand ourselves a little more and accept our, that the reality of the situation, then mm. we can do something about it and we can yeah. let it go. You know, because we have these insecurities and these things that we get defensive about, and and really letting those things go, man, that can be a powerful thing. Well, I mean, like I accepted a long time ago, you want to go back to sales for like, and you know this and like every sales organization on earth, one of the big drivers is like awards and recognition and trips. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot care less. I, I just, <laughs> I don't care about your trip. Pay me the money and I'll go on my own trip. How about that? <laughs> like oh this this forced environment we're all supposed to hang out i just i cannot care less i i hate the the just the constant external validation crap let me internally validate myself but for a lot of like top performing sales guys like that is the like golden grail the recognition mm-hmm. The, yeah. the awards, the trips, and that that gets them really pumped up, and they go out and sell, and they go out and produce. I I just yeah, I, dude, I cannot care less. Yeah, no, so I like understand. that's a that's a you got to be aware of that because that's a bad thing because like somebody might be trying to motivate you that way, and I'm sitting here like I don't, I don't, I don't give a crap about your golf trip. I'll go on my own <laughs> golf trip. Well, that's just it. Yeah, I think you nailed it. You know, I mean, what what are on an individual basis, what what really makes us tick? What do we really want? What do we really desire? What motivates us? What doesn't? And if we're playing someone else's game, then then we're going to be less effective than we could be. So if the goal is to maximize ourselves, then we must know ourselves. And that, that could be the one thing that we focused on. And that would just discovering more about ourselves is going to tell us so much. Yeah. And then so, overcome and then overcoming. <laughs> yes. You do have to overcome. Well, and it's okay to evolve. That's another thing that just is kind of bananas to me in our society. It's like what you said 10 years ago is supposed to be how you still think. Like if you still think the same way, exactly the way you did 10 years ago, something went wrong. Yeah. You're, you're too dug in to your own position and not willing to be open-minded and, and to change that. I, I agree with that too. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to evolve. That's, that's supposed to be okay. You're supposed to be able to mature. Yeah. So, and adjust your strengths, weaknesses, whatever, and and your own perception of yourself. If you view yourself the same way you did 10 years ago, something went wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, It's not a static situation. (laughs) No. Yeah. Life is very fluid. 
Yeah. I mean, I even view myself differently. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast or not. If you follow me on Instagram, you would know. But like wife and I are expecting our first kid in January. And I view myself differently. Awesome. Um, just even that, like watching her belly grow. I'm like, holy crap, there's a kid inside of there and that's mine. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Man, that's that's awesome. interesting. I've got to start yeah. viewing myself as a dad. Yeah. That's a new way of viewing yourself. Um, it is. Man, you could be a great dad, dude. Man, I hope so. I hope I don't screw this up. There's no manual they give you. No, but you you've got it, man. You're going to do great. I appreciate it. I'm I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad, folks. Uh, I'm glad you believe in me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, again, with no manual, it's like, ooh, hope I don't screw this up. Uh, that's yeah. what everybody tells you. That's what everybody tells you after their first kid. They're like, yeah, we're in a hospital, yeah. and then they just like give us the kid, and they tell us like, off you go, yeah. and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to do this. It's like, yeah. what do you mean, off I go? It's like, uh-huh. okay, yeah, you go home now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It you I had more paperwork to sign to buy a house, but like I'm taking this human with me. Cool. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're 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 coming up on time up here, but I wanted to yeah, make man. sure I asked you the question I always ask folks. So like if I asked the average dude at 18, hey bro, mm. you know, going back in time, knowing all that you know and knowing all that you know about yourself, what's one piece of advice you'd give yourself at 18 when you're all wide-eyed and bushy-tailed ready for the world? Yeah. To to become a participant, to get off the sidelines mm. and, and to, to, to win and lose on the field and not in your head. <laughs> win and lose on the field, not in your head. I like yeah. that. Yeah. That's become what I would say. Damn. That's yeah. Good. How yeah. can, uh, how can folks find you? There, there's only one way to find the average dude. And that's through LinkedIn. I do have a few things on YouTube, but, and uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens in the future. But right now, it's it's in LinkedIn. Daniel Your podcast Allison, the is on dude. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. All that stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they could they could do they could do that. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Cool. Find, find me on LinkedIn. I'll put the link in the in the show description. But yeah, um, man. Besides that, man, thanks for coming on. This was awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm I'm ready for my day now. You got me to thinking. <laughs> your your random Sunday. Yeah. On the beach, go for, go for right. like a ten mile run or something. I am. Hey, you've motivated me in a lot of different ways, dude. I enjoyed. There it. you go. There you go. Well, hey man, thanks for All coming right. on again. For everybody listening, I'll put the descriptions in the show notes and uh, info at manhoodpod.com if you want to get a hold of me, interview opportunities, um, constructive criticism, keyword constructive. Don't just complain. Offer a solution. <laughs> manhoodpod.com for the episodes, Apple, Spotify, etc. And outside of that, we'll talk to you guys soon. 